Welcome to BitFaced. Going to try something a little bit different this week. I do have a guest sitting with me today, and she's been on the podcast twice before. And if you want to hear about everything cool going on with her, those episodes are perfect. But that's not why I brought her here today. I brought her here today because I rarely watch television shows. And when I find one that I really like, I'm into it, and I go through it in a, in a couple days. And this was one of those shows. I'm proud to say... And I guess I can call you this now, new Colorado resident, (laughs) Mia St. Clair, is sitting with me in the Bit Cave, and we're going to talk about the show that just came out on Netflix, actually a couple months back, I think in June, Glow. I guess I'll start by saying, when the Emmys roll around, if Allison Brie isn't nominated for an Emmy, then they might as well just flush those awards down the toilet. Oh, flush them fast. Very fast, because her performance in this show was phenomenal so good i thought all the performances were really good and i think yeah. that was one of the strengths of the show mm-hmm. is how strong the uh the characters were interestingly enough the two people that created the show wanted to do it because they were big into the feminist movement in the 70s and they wanted to see how that was reflected in the 1980s and they thought exploring women's wrestling was a good way to do it they watched the mm-hmm. documentary same one that's on Netflix that you can watch, and I recommend all you listeners definitely watch, saw that and decided they wanted to do a fictional universe. And I thought it was uh, it was just the right blend of drama yeah. and comedy, yes. and the characterization was great, and I loved the story. But to, uh, no one wants to hear what I think. Tell me what you think. <laughs> um, some of the emotions that were trying to be conveyed in the scenes, in a lot of the scenes, were very palatable. Um, the scenes that were meant to be awkward, like you cowered away for these characters or, or you felt the, the braveness of some of them too. And, and, uh, it was just, that was my favorite part. That was what I enjoyed exploring, um, was, was feeling all of these things that, I mean, just not just the actors, but the way the scenes were put together, just, it was so perfect. You had, you almost had no choice. You had to feel what they were wanting you to feel in those scenes. Like that, that's what made me love the show so much. And when you think about it, I don't, and you can tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. Allison Bree's character up until the end of the show is pretty much a giant piece of shit. <laughs> I didn't get that on the first time I viewed it. I went back last night and watched mm-hmm. some clips and stuff, and I was like, wow. I mean, she has a kid with her friend and aborts it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most painful moments is her at that bris. I think that's the oh only gosh. low point in the series, too. But as a character, I think you really like her, even though she's not you a... You can't help yourself. You're rooting for her. You are. And, I mean, she, she did such a good job, not only with the wrestling, mm-hmm. but... I believe that Allison Brie was a bad actress, and I've seen her in other things, so I know that's not the case. But yeah. she played a shitty actress so well, so well. I would like, I cringed. I really did. I was like, "Oh, this is so, this is not good. I don't like this." <laughs> like you're 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 watching her in these scenes where she's supposed to be acting, and uh, you see the reactions of everybody else, and you know your face is mimicking their face. Just like this is bad. This is so bad. <laughs> Yeah, and she she stumbles a lot, and I think she does get her arc of redemption. I'm curious where you take that character next season. Mm. I mean, it even ends on a note where she asks her friend, um, Lady, not Lady Liberty. See, I've already screwed a name up. I knew that would happen, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, too. <laughs> but asks her to go get a drink with her, I think, at the end, correct? And she's yeah, like, she's we're like, not we're yet. not there yet. We're not there yet. I loved that. I, it, the realism in that scene just... If if I screwed over one of my friends that badly and uh, we were trying to mend it, I would hope that even after the glorious fight scenes that just occurred, that she would still be like, uh, no. <laughs> like, that was very real. And I appreciated, uh, I really appreciated that. That was something people could relate to. And I'm really curious, since the story was all about those two characters the first season. Mm-hmm. 
I felt like I knew all of the other girls very well, even though they had very minimal stories told about them. They had character traits to them, just like the, their wrestler wrestling counterparts. But I don't feel like I know a lot about uh, the other girls, and I really hope that they they explore that a little bit. If I, I assume we're getting a season two, but it hasn't been announced yet. I I hope we do get a season two. I I want to see what becomes of uh, Allison Bree's character Ruth. Um, I want to. I was cheering for her. Like no matter how crappy she was, I wanted her to succeed. I wanted it so badly, and I want a season two so I can continue to watch that unfold, and then watch all of these other women because you see you see some of them are struggling with something like. Um, I can't, obviously I can't remember her name, but the one who who looked literally looked like trash, like her makeup was trash, her hair was trash, and she had that wig. It was a wig the whole time. Clearly, there's some depth to that character. Are you talking about the wolf? Uh? Yeah, her. Oh, God, what is her? I, <laughs> and maybe this is a good point to seg off. Mm-hmm. And uh, we both know the show very well, and we'll mm-hmm. be talking about a lot of plot points. Yeah. It was hard for me today, even when I was doing my research on the show, rem- still remembering still characters' remember the, names. Oh, yeah. And I think it's because you watched it in, what, two days? I did it in three? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm struggling besides Allison Bree's character, who's Ruth. Yeah. To remember, uh, yeah, Wolf Lady is what we'll call her. Okay, we'll call her Wolf Lady. Ends up as Allison Bree's roommate in some of mm-hmm. the great, hilarious scenes in the uh, so good. episode. And she kind of got an arc. She got a little one, yeah. A roller skating arc, but mm-hmm. it was it was an arc. Um uh, and I liked it. Um, I what so when it so so there's her and and the depth of her character that I want to see explored a little bit more. Like, why do you feel that you need to constantly? Because when Ruth sees her, she's like, "Oh my god, you're so immersed in your character," and she's completely in awe. And me as a viewer, I'm like, "Well, what what you got going on in there? Like, I want to know if there, it, like, is it really a role that you're wanting to immerse yourself it's in? Not, she's yeah, like, this is me. this is me. Well, what got you there? I want to know that. And then, um, um, the, I think she's the Samoan or Hawaiian character. Yeah, um, you're talking about Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu, yes, um, Machu Picchu. What what brings her that anxiety that she was clearly suffering from? Like, is it because of? I, I mean, I can make all these assumptions, but she comes from. Uh, a, doesn't she have like a relative, like a father or brothers? Right, her father and brothers At, are but, wrestlers. okay. So all of them. So there's that pressure added onto her, and then a couple of the other characters. Like, I want to see how how their story. I'm particularly interested in in Wolf Lady because hers was so much so. I was not prepared, and I think that's what makes me want to know more about her, is I was so unprepared for, for watching all of that unfold in front of me, the, the wig and the blonde hair underneath, and then the prosthetics and makeup and stuff that she had going on, and you're just sitting there like, what? It was great. I think Machu Picchu had the best arc of the, and I wouldn't call her a side character, she's kind of mm-hmm. a main character and yet her anxiety i think definitely they explained it through her through the parents but Mm -hmm. i think there's something else there as well i will say that uh when her moment finally pays off at the end of the show i was in fucking tears when she looked i'm I'm about to cry talking about it right now (laughs) but when she looks to the audience and her father who was disapproving of all of this because he has two sons that wrestle who are actually real wrestlers yeah um uh, brodus clay and eddie guerrero not eddie guerrero it's someone Someone along that, but those were real uh-huh. WWE guys. Oh gosh, yeah. But yeah, she looks out into the crowd, and she's the heart's beating, and you think she's about to to go out again, and she sees her father chanting Machu Picchu, right. and oh my god, and the oh, look on her I'm face, goosebumps, oh so good. Yeah, the look on her face is not only I got the uh, approval of my father, mm-hmm. but I can fucking do this. Oh yeah, and she runs into that ring, and that was that might be my favorite part. And they also the last episode was perfect. Because uh, Liberty didn't win. Oh yeah, Welfare Queen upsets her and takes the belt, and Aww. so we got a we got a wrestling cliffhanger, which was which I was ate perfect. that shit up, ate it up. I was like, please don't. Like, as much as I love Lady Liberty, well, I loved what they were trying to do with Lady Liberty and and Zoya the Destroya and uh, the the uh, the. What is she? She's a Chinese chick. The other oh, the fortune, other fortune cookie. Fortune cookie. Okay, and fortune. <laughs> I'm never nope. going to forget that now. That's amazing. Um, and Fortune Cookie, like, I I understood what they were trying to do, and I appreciated what they were trying to do. <clears throat> but 
man, I ate that shit up when Welfare Queen won. I was like, yes, give me that twist. Oh, my God. So good. And there's a lot of um, – there's. I think there's a lot of commentary in the show about racism that you would not get away with if the show wasn't set in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Big time. Bull big Hunt. time. <laughs> And, and I'm just gonna I'll point to the obvious thing you don't you don't get to tell that KKK joke in a show set in 2017 nope nope that's illegal grounds nope nope but it plays off as one of the best jokes it was throughout the episode mm-hmm. are they taking the piss out of racism is that kind of what Glow's doing <laughs> they're because you know the characters are like I mean is this okay or what are we supposed to do like, are we supposed to do it like this? Are we supposed to do it like this? And you're just sitting there and you're like, but what are you supposed to do? You're just as confused as they are. Like, what's the right way to do this? It was great. I thought that was a, I thought that, that was a, that was a great moment. And then all the moments in the show, mm. we've talked about Brie. Uh, we haven't really talked about Gilpin yet, even though she was amazing. Mark Marin sells the guy that's at the last bit of his career that oh, does man. not give a shit. Mm-mm. I want to see, like, they better explore his movies more next uh, I want to see that some of his cool. horror movies yeah. that they, uh, they made. But he played that character perfectly. I mean, he was he was the asshole, but he was also so relatable, he went with Ruth to get the abortion done. Yeah, he, pl- he played, like, doting man and everything. I was like, what? Coming through at the right times, all right, all right, you're on my good list now. Like I couldn't help myself. Like all the, all the crap that he he was doing to some of the other characters, at that point it was forgivable because you saw him, you saw a little bit of his heart when it when it came to to Ruth. Because I think what makes uh, Ruth so enjoyable and and like you just want to soak her in is her perseverance, her determination, her will, um, that she's relentless in what she wants to do and who she wants to be. And I think um, Sam, that's that's Marin's character. Sam is, um, he just cannot help but love her for that. They almost have a little romantic tension by the end of the series, I, I thought. Slightly, slightly, I hope they yeah. don't. Oh God! Please no! Go that direction. Please don't don't give me that story. I don't want that one. I don't I don't want to see it fall and crash and burn. Like I want for that to grow into a solid foundation for both of them, and and expand in that direction. Not romantically. Just we're here for each other. We believe in each other. We want to help each other. Type of thing. That's the that's a beautiful story. I want to see. Yeah, because we already kind of have him. He already tried to sleep with his daughter. Basically. Oh my! I was waiting for you to bring that up. That Justine fucked me up. <laughs> Justine was oh. one of my favorite characters, not only because she wears a dead Malkman shirt, which I thought was amazing. I loved <laughs> seeing that. I liked Justine's little arc with the pizza boy. Oh, that was so cute. That was so... I loved it. And you know what? It was funny to me when they got to... I think... What were they disagreeing about? Some music? Some band? Oh, my God. I wish I would have looked this up. Yeah, now that you're bringing this up. Yeah, she said said something. Was they it about were, his band? I, I, don't, then... I don't think it was his band. I think it was a band that he he said that such and such band sucked. And she was like, I know the fuck. You did not just say that. No, and um, I'll put this in the show notes. I'm going to look this up because mm-hmm. I know exactly what conversation you're talking about. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and that, that was the that was the final straw for him, right? That For her. Oh, for her. For, oh, right. yeah, because he was like, what? Because they were perfect together. And you were like, oh, man, I got a little love story. One that could possibly work where people are fucking each other over. And you're cheering this little relationship on. And it's so cute and endearing. And he just he just said the wrong thing. And she was just like, that bitch. <laughs> and was like, nope. One of the best scenes of that whole, uh, her whole arc was when Arthi ordered the pizza. And she said, I'm going to oh go study. God. I'll be back in an hour and a half or whatever. I love that actress from Scrubs. She's sunny mm-hmm. on Scrubs yeah. uh, on a couple of seasons. I thought she was phenomenal. She got kind of crapped on at the end because she has to play the terrorist. Yeah. She totally got crapped on. She I was like, shit man. At her. And she's one of the, you can tell she's like, despite the fact that she may come off as a little snobby, she's one of the sweetest girls. And so I'm just like, man, you got the short end of the stick for sure. One of the other 
great jokes that I loved that had to do with Marin's character mm-hmm. was his screenplay for Mothers and Lovers, which, as he's describing it, you're sitting there and you're like, it's fucking Back to the Future. It's fucking Back <laughs> it's to the totally. Future. Like, it's totally Back to the Future. And then it, they do a great reveal mm-hmm. with it. I've even seen memes online that are the Back to the Future logo, but uh-huh. Mothers and Lovers. No way. Yeah. I have not seen that. Aww. You know, I need to send you that. Yes, I please. Will. I have it. I have it saved. Oh, good. But I thought that was a, I thought that was a great payoff. It's almost like the show, the show, I mean, definitely 80s, but they don't hit you over the head with it. No, thank God. The, the music d- is 80s. Music's 80s. Clothes, hair. Oh, hair. That's <laughs> 80s for sure. Um, but, you know, as much as I loved 80s and I grew up on 80s music and all of the other stuff, I don't want it hitting me in the face every freaking episode. That's that's not what I'm here for. And let's let's stop and talk about um, Allison Brie to me, especially on Community, is one of the most attractive women out oh, there. My God. Her hair on Glow makes me not like her. <laughs> it's so it's oh so bad, but it, it fits the time. If you look back at the eighties, that feathered crazy. Yes, that pulled what would you away call from that? You, it. I don't. Feathered is, sounds pretty good, actually. Just that rolled away from your face look. And it just keeps rolling to the back of your head, but it's still somehow down, but it's not quite curly. It's just, it's a fucking mess. I can't stand that hair. You wouldn't think that a haircut could make someone like Allison Brie unattractive. Oh, but it, it totally, does. It totally, it totally oh, does. Oh, but it does. And you know what? It, it only helps you, like, in the beginning, you hate to love her and you love to hate her. And I swear the hair helps. I really do. I really do. <laughs> I think it does. I think it does, too. I read a, an interview with Allison, and she trained, uh, wrestling trained, for four and a half weeks. Wow. Just learning how to go around uh, the ring. I mm-hmm. think most of the girls did. Uh, Welfare Queen actually is a former wrestler. Oh. So Welfare what? Queen is the only one in the cast that, like, is is a wrestler. Wow. But all of them really trained to wrestle. One of Bree's best scenes, and it'll be on her Emmy role, I hope is so. when she's acting out both parts when mm-hmm. she's trying to convince Liberty to join her. And oh. it's some of the best bits of physical comedy I've seen in years. So that's, that's the, that's one of the scenes where the emotions they're trying to get the audience to feel is palpable. Like you feel that tension and the awkwardness and just the, it was almost gruesome the way you were feeling for her, and she just sold it so good. So good. She did, and I think that's the moment, because she's the only one that doesn't have her personality in the beginning. She goes through three characters. Of her. I remember the homewrecker, and I think there was one yeah. before. Oh, it's uh, it's the it's a poon joke. It's, uh, God, what is it? Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, that's it. You know right. what I'm talking about? It's- yes! <laughs> oh, I forgot, too. Damn it. No, the homewrecker one stayed for a while before she came up with the Zoya the Destroyer. It's not Kunthra, but it's something like that. <laughs> yeah, God, what, I can't believe I can't. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. Anyway, you know what? That'll oh that'll save it if you guys haven't seen the show. Even though mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the show, you shouldn't be listening to this. But uh, you get to see her come up with Zoya, and then um, yeah, yeah, that company wants to pull out. Mm-hmm. And she does it live and. Uh, and it ends up working for her. Yeah, but she Works she so struggles good. the whole time. Everyone else kind of gets, well, what's his name? Bash. Call me Bash. He, oh, he, yeah. He gives everyone their characters, him and his drug robot. Oh, my God. That dude. I I can't with him. <laughs> I'm really curious to go back and watch the documentary because mm-hmm. everyone isn't, I wouldn't say everyone has a, a compliment. Yeah. Bash and uh, Mark Maron's character definitely do. They're definitely real versions of those people. And I've heard Marin is nothing like the real dude that did Glow. He's like a real sweet, nice guy, not like a seedy dude at all. Oh, nice. I'm really curious to see the real Bash. I'm I'm really curious too now. Huh. You need to watch the documentary. I do. I do. That's going to be on my on my list. Because I'll put it towards the top though. Yeah, you'll see uh you'll see parallels between like as soon as I saw Machu Picchu, I remembered, mm-hmm. oh, there's a character in Glow called Mount Fiji. That's got to Fi- be her. Yeah. You know her um, her compliment there. I'm hoping we get to see more. It was so yeah. easy to binge watch it because it's ten thirty minute episodes. They're not right. even an hour. Not e- no, but there's so much packed into them that you forget that it's a half hour. It feels like you just watched an hour long episode, which I think is amazing. You want to feel that. You want to feel like, man, I just went through an emotional roller coaster watching this show, and it's only been a half hour. Like that's great. I, I think it is. Uh, I think it is great. Uh, it's a show too that I guess you could go back and potentially uh, 
probably rewatch mm-hmm. multiple times and maybe get a, something a little bit different out of it. For sure. For sure. I I had a love-hate relationship with Debbie. Okay. That's the that the best best friend turned definitely not friend turned to eh. <laughs> uh turned turned to rival slash eh friend. Um I wanted to like her more. I wanted to love her more. But she did such a good like she was both an incredibly strong character and um one that just drove me absolutely bananas. What didn't you like about her? Um her diva attitude when when <clears throat> when uh Sam came up to her and was like, "Hey, I want you to be the star of my show uh, or uh, of this. Uh, she turned into such a diva and I was so sad for her and my heart was aching and I just wanted the best for her. And then she had to go and be a total bitch all the time demanding these things and those things and the other things. And I guess she felt a sort of entitlement like I've gone through all of these bad things. Not not like it was Sam's fault or any of the other girls fault, but I guess she needed a place to to set her anger on um and clearly that was the place she wanted to do it and that i loved all the rest of her except that point in time when she was just a total diva and i was like i really don't like you right now she went through a lot though she did she totally did and you know i think she was reluctant to come back to perform because she did it didn't seem like she had to it seemed like even if she wouldn't have stayed married Mm-hmm. She had made enough money on the soap opera. She could stay home and raise her kid. She could. It, it seemed like she was the one. She was the one that wasn't, I guess, worried about money at yeah. the time. I think she came back for ego. <laughs> to your diva point, she oh, needed yeah. to. And uh, what amazing actress! So totally oh, yeah. sold that. Uh, oh yeah, part. big time. I thought the one that really got shafted was uh, was Cherry, the um, the one that was originally going to be the star of the show that oh, ends up getting the cop show. Yeah. Her husband's the ref. Yeah. I, I you, She really didn't have... Well, I guess you have a question in the end about her character. Is mm-hmm. she going to leave? Right. Yeah. I you, hope she does. I hope she does, too. Because uh, Sam really... He really shed all over her. Like, she's here believing in, in what he's offering, and she gets sucked in. And, like, that's an unfortunate reality to a lot of people in general when it comes to you know their their walk towards fame as they get sucked in believing that uh, a snake charmer is going to give them the entire world and they the, said snake charmer sees something prettier better whatever and and then they get left in the dust and you see that transpire with cherry and that that really breaks my heart it breaks my heart even more for her husband yeah he seemed like one of the most grounded characters mm-hmm. in the in the show Big i time. liked him a lot and oh, I yeah. hope maybe if Cherry doesn't do Glow, maybe mm-hmm. her and her husband stick around in some other fashion. Yeah. Glow didn't last that long, realistically, like in the 80s. It was only on for like two seasons. Oh, really? So I'm curious, uh, if, is the show only going to be two seasons? Uh, I know it was very, uh, it was received very well by the critics. Yeah. And a lot of people watched it. Mm-hmm. So I think we will get a season two. I hope so. I hope so too. I'm a... Uh, I like spending time with the characters, even though some of them were deplorable. Mm-hmm. And also, I, where, where the line is as far as, is it a stereotype because the Asians fortune cookie, or are they making a commentary on the times? Uh, the racism was very interesting to me. It was. It was. It had to be, for lack of a better term, the most tasteful <laughs> right. bits of racism I have I have ever well, seen. Not, not even racism. Really. I wouldn't say it was even racism. It was no. more commentary on yeah. racism. Yeah. Because I think Welfare Queen, even at one point, is like, look, this isn't helping the black community, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you doing this? This is horrible. Um, I, think, I think it's just a play on the times, personally. Um, because when I was watching it, in, at no point in time was I, was I enraged. Even during the, the KKK scene, I was just like, this shit right here. Oh, my God. Um, I thought it was so beautifully done, so carefully put together um, that you are more getting lost in the characters than you are getting lost in the stereotyping, um, and which I completely appreciate as a viewer. I was during the KKK scene and during the... Uh... I'll call it the ketchup abortion scene. Yeah. I was mouth agape. Like, I can't believe they're, they're just, they they're just did this. that. Oh yeah. 
And it takes a lot to, uh, I'm a big South Park fan. Mm -hmm. I've seen it all. (laughs) It's just not what I expect in a show like this. Mm -hmm. And it was done so well. The the KKK scene better than the ketchup abortion scene. Yeah. The ketchup abortion scene was was a little uncomfortable. That was was raw. Very raw. And you're just, I I don't remember who that character was. I can't remember her to save my like. That's uh, Melrose, I, right? Mel, I, I guess so. I, I'm I'm just gonna say yes. I just know she is my least favorite character in the entire show. I did not like her very much. No, either. even I, before she did that, didn't like her. Yeah, she was the. She was also talk about diva behavior. She's arguably the biggest diva of all of them, right? Oh yeah. Oh, big time. <laughs> At least you could say that Liberty deserved a little bit of her oh, yeah. divaness, right? I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, she earned it. I don't think that, that Melrose did. But there is a glow wrestler that is Melrose, and her name's like Hollywood Heather or some shit like that. But oh, there really there there really was a Melrose. <laughs> That's horrible. We might have to come back and talk about this after we both watch the documentary again, because mm-hmm. I think we'll both be like, oh, shit. I yeah. Because I saw the doc years ago. Oh, wow. Oh, and wow. then watched the show. So I haven't watched it either. I have memories of it, but mm-hmm. I, I don't have enough to connect it. And I was reading stuff today, and I was like, okay, they did base a lot of it. The, they change all the names. Did they? But there's a terrorist. There's an Asian girl. There's a Melrose. Mm-hmm. Um, you remember how the uh, the KKK girls became the old couple at the Yes. End? There's an old couple. Oh, my God. <laughs> what were they called? They were called, like, the, the Bitties or the, the Bitchin' Bitties? I hope it's the bitch and biddies because that's freaking perfect. The beat down biddies. The beat down. I liked bitch and biddies better. <laughs> you should have named them. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe one day I'll have a female wrestling show. That would be so cool. Would you rather be Liberty or Zoya? Oh, Zoya. Oh, I, I figured you would. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't be Zoya the Destroyer all day long. They all did all of their own stunts. Not <gasps> one. They? Not one female stunt <clears throat> performer. Hell yeah, that is freaking amazing. I had no idea. Oh, my God. More power to this freaking show. And that's what I was going to ask you, because I read a lot today mm-hmm. about female empowerment and mm-hmm. how it related to the show. I can't answer that question. But did you feel like, did that provide something like that to you? I mean, it, Machu Picchu alone for me was like such a moment of like, holy shit, that's yeah. got to feel good. Oh, yeah. But was it empowering to you? She was the, st- so, yeah, yes, it was. And the reasons why... Every single one of the characters wants, they have ambition. They have drive. Whatever is driving them, whatever those ambitions are, not all of them are, are known um, individually. You mostly just know um, Ruth, what she wants, what she's craving, what she her drive, her needs, um, and, and how she very terribly <clears throat> showed, showed those wants and, and needs and drives. Um, it was amazing to see that all of these women wanted a taste of something great and they were willing to, I mean, some of these characters had to swallow some serious pride to make this shit happen because it's not, this is, this is something that could have turned, could have been the laughing stock forever. And that's not like, obviously for actual glow, all, all the characters that, that the characters from the show are modeled after, um, they did have an impact. And it was a strong one. Strong enough to make such an amazing show that all of these all of these women took really seriously. So in, in and out of the show, all of these actresses and characters are absolutely impeccable. And um, you love getting a taste of them. You love watching them. You love seeing their struggles. And you feel them. And you embrace them. And uh, you, it almost makes you feel less afraid to go after what it is that you, especially watching. Oh my God, the awkwardness of some of some of those scenes are are so intense, and um, you feel them so deeply that you're just like, she really wants it. She wants it so badly. She gives no fucks about what anybody is saying or thinking or feeling. She wants it. And you're like, I want to be there. I want to be like that. I want to be fearless and relentless. And I want to keep going and persevering no matter what till I make happen what I want to happen. And um, that that alone, just Ruth's character, not adding anybody else is would have been enough for me. Um, but seeing like with... Uh, 
with Machu Picchu seeing that that the that the men in her life support her which is a big deal like women need women and men need men but we also need each other like it's not it doesn't have to be a war of the sexes we like she needed her family um so badly and you see just how fragile relationships are and just how strengthening they are um like Ruth betraying uh Ruth's character betraying her best friend uh Debbie um you see that fall apart in front of you 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 watch how tension filled their relationship is for the rest of the show and you also see growing friendships um like with with the daughter and and how um I cannot think of her name. Who was her? What was her roommate's name? Um. Oh, Justine's roommate. Yeah. Is uh, it's Alfie, right? Not Alfie. Arthy. Arthy. Um. You see the relationship grow between Justine and Arthy over a man. While I mean, you you watch all of these different relationships form and break, and and it's all so relatable. You cannot help yourself but just fall in love with the idea of chasing your dreams and the relationships you could come across uh trying to develop them and make them happen for yourself and um in terms of female empowerment i'd say fuck yeah (laughs) fuck yeah that was uh that was very well put and that's an an answer that i could not have given you guys so that's 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 what you get when mia st Clair comes to visit right there (laughs) even when an asshole skateboarder takes your last taco you you got to get up and keep fighting right oh yeah oh yeah well, I don't. I don't even know if we should. We should keep going after that speech. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like I was waiting for you to get up on the chair there and be like, "Okay, let's do this shit." <laughs> I did want to bring up uh, one really cool thing, uh, completely different from female empowerment, was the soundtrack. Soundtrack was the shit. They did. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the song, but it was by Stan Bush in one of the uh, montages, the training montages, uh-huh. and it's from the 80s Transformers movie. So I was flipping <gasps> out. I was like, this is great. I had no idea. It's called, like, Dare, I think. I think it's Dare. It's not... It's not the Dare. Dare to believe. It's not yeah. that one. It's... Oh, my God! Yeah. <laughs> I should have known. I should have known. I actually know that song, clearly. I can sing it. <laughs> well, yeah, and we got a little bit of the Go-Go's. We got some mm-hmm. Tears for Fears. The, oh, the soundtrack yes. was a, was amazing. Now I need to go look it up and listen to it. Because I haven't done that yet. Are you, do you do the uh, the iTunes? Um, I do Spotify. Spotify. Okay, yeah. I'll get Tyler then. Oh, actually, I'll help Tyler get, get you that the together. Playlist. Okay. Yeah, because I can make it. Uh, I looked at it. I looked at all, all up today. Up. <laughs> I looked at all up today to make sure. I was he like, did his research, guys. He did. He did some hardcore research. Well, you should I, see his little <laughs> notepad. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't, you know, because we binge watched this. When mm-hmm. I was thinking today, I was like, oh, this storyline was great, and she was great, and she was great, and she was great, mm-hmm. but I can't think of any of their names. Like, no. Wolf Lady has a name, but we just call her Wolf no, Lady. Yeah, I have no idea. You know what? One character that we haven't talked about that I must say is absolutely deplorable is Debbie's husband. Okay, yeah. Total piece of shit. Oh, and you know what? You have you have a little bit of hope for him because you know, obviously with Ruth, it, he and she, they both fucked up together twice (laughs) they made that decision twice and um he comes back and you don't know much about him you just know he was a party to the decision uh with ruth and um you watch debbie fall apart and then he comes back and he seems sincere and then when he sits next to her and he's like this is dumb or ridiculous or laughable or whatever you're just like i know why (laughs) <laughs> I know why she needs to be away from you. And it <clears throat> like I've always had a uh, open mind and open heart to people like you can make mistakes. And as long as you keep trying, like that's great for me as a person. Um, but there was no trying with him. He he didn't want to try. He wanted his trophy wife back and he wanted to claim her. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I was so hoping that she wouldn't give in. And when she didn't give in and she embraced and she was like, you know what? you and just went and did her thing that was one of those moments that got me really emotional because i was just like own it own what you love own what you want to do make that shit happen do it and i was just cheering her on from the couch it was amazing i didn't like his his character at all but i thought Mm-mm. he was necessary oh yeah totally. he's very comparable to uh american pie dude on orange is the new black they're almost the same husband aren't they <laughs> yes 
Sorry, Jason Biggs. I didn't mean to call you American Pie, dude. <laughs> Poor guy. He probably doesn't want to be known like that. I, you know what? Mm-hmm. Fuck him. He was in a great movie. That movie's <laughs> awesome. You know, he fucked a pie, man. You have to live with that. <laughs> oh my god. You do. You have to live with those choices. Sometimes you make, you make blood disco, like. <laughs> And uh, oh my god, when they when they watched blood was it blood disco that they watched and they found Mark Maron's dating tape? I I have no I I barely remember that movie at all, at all. I no no they're watching his movie. I think they're watching his movie Blood Disco, and then they find his dating tape. Remember? Oh, that okay? Yes, you know no, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, with yeah, you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I so I thought you were still talking about the merit. Ameri- yeah, bad transition. You're good. You're part. good. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, they're watching his flick. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, they see his 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 pathetic dating profile. Oh my profile. gosh! And that really humanized that character. Oh, it right totally there did. You. I was like, wow. All right, he's still on the search, doing his thing, going out there. And that was almost pain. That was almost painful too, watching that because you're like, man, he's a douchebag, and he walks around like he owns the world, and then you see him in in a weak moment. And it's a laughable week moment. Like, they turned that shit on him so good. They, like, turned it and everything. It was great. And as much (laughs) as he's kind of a douchebag and Bash Mm -hmm. is a douchebag, I was cheering for Bash the entire time. Oh, yeah. The second he was like, oh, I'm dating Machu Picchu, so this isn't about wrestling anymore. Yeah. They have something going on. I hope so. You You know what I really hope? I hope he doesn't fuck her up. Like, emotionally. Like, I hope he doesn't. He doesn't put one of those moves where he 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 scouts for the weakest one, picks that one, lifts her up, quote unquote. You guys can't see me do that, so I'm saying it. Um, and then drops her. I don't think he will. I, I think he not. really valued her not only as a person, but mm-hmm. I think he valued her as a wrestler on the show. And she's and, adorable. And up until the end, Bash just wanted his show. Mm-hmm. I mean, because let's be honest, it wasn't Marin's vision when it came down to it. They no. threw all of his shit in the trash. Oh, and yeah. He was like screw all this crap like Mm -hmm. she's asian she's black she's this yeah let's let's do this and he just wanted his show to go off without a hitch even if it meant like lying about being sober (laughs) like oh yeah and that's one of my favorite scenes too was the whole alcoholic not alcoholics anonymous but you know when alice brie gives a speech about yeah they're all like yeah and i was on drugs that Mm -hmm. was beautifully done that was so great i loved the the entire idea behind it um and i loved watching the audience in front of them they're just like these poor women oh my god we want the best for these women and you're just sitting there laughing your ass off at these people like really guys really it was it was beautiful and the only thing wrong with it maybe is it was too short it was maybe maybe that was the the length it needed to be I i thought it was it was one of those shows that i will definitely go back and uh and watch again if only to kind of pull this full circle here Mm -hmm. to see allison Bree's performance again and I think I'll appreciate nuances of the other characters, too. Mm-hmm. Brie, though. I mean, a lot of people wonder, like, dude, you're a movie actress. Why are you doing, why are you doing oh, this? Oh, this is why you're doing this. Yeah. Because you can really show. I mean, you have to figure between the two, Annie on Community was probably a pretty easy character for her to play yeah. compared to uh, compared, compared to, to this. Oh, yeah. Big time. You see, you, I've seen her in a very small amount of things. But this is what I needed to see of her to put her at the top of my list. Uh, and, man, she did so good. So good. Yeah. She played more on Community. She was the she was the hot girl. She was. She was the hot, responsible girl. Mm-hmm. Probably pretty easy for Alice and Brie to pull off with regular hair. Yeah. <laughs> with regular hair. <laughs> but she really, like... Uh, there's a lot of, uh, except when you're in the ring, there's a lot of no makeup, Allison Brie. Throughout the entire show, she oh, played yeah. it real. Now, granted, there's always makeup. Mm-hmm. You know this. You're, you're an actress. But yeah. she really, like, I was like, that's what it would look like waking up next to Allison Brie. A yep. little like a zombie. Yep. <laughs> so. it's And you're just like, you know what? Still do it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was real. Yeah. And, um the hotel was real too in real life. All the glow wrestlers stayed in a hotel. And oh yeah, all, and I thought that was cool that they brought that uh, that it's, aspect uh, that aspect. They made it the as show. realistic as or or as close to how how it was in real life as possible, and I love that. And you know, based on kind of what she said a couple minutes ago, I think they accomplished their goal. They wanted to explore female empowerment mm-hmm. in the eighties. 
obviously their story resonated with you. Yeah. I'm going to guess you're probably not the only person that it resonated with. God, I hope not. I really, you know, I, I mean, I, I completely believe that there are other people out there that it re- that it registered with, but the fact that the topic itself is not a topic that a lot of people gravitate to, that's the only struggle I see with the show. Um, because not a lot of women want to watch women wrestle. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't do it for a lot of women. Um, but for the, for the women that I do know watch the show, they ate it up. They loved it. They praised it. Um, couldn't say enough about it. Just, just like, I clearly can't, I'm stumbling over my words now. Like that. They're, they're like that. And, um, it, I wish, I hope that because how amazing this season was that if they bring out a second season, more people will be able to watch it. Like, that's what my hope is. And I'll, I'll even quote the show at one point, and I can't remember what character says this, but he says, it's porn you can watch with your kids, finally. Oh, my God. That stuck with me for some reason. That and when, the, I think it's like the third episode, when uh, Mark Maron's like, kicker. And she's like, what? He's like, kicker. It's like a punch with your foot. <laughs> he was such a dick. He was. But a dick that I, I, I love. Yeah. And, and Maron's a... I mean, shit, Marin had the number one rated podcast on iTunes for like five years straight or something like wow. that. Marin doesn't have to do things like this either. I think obviously he saw something in the role that mm-hmm. he wanted to, wanted to get to be across. a part of. Oh, yeah. And the personality, I wouldn't say is similar to Marin's, uh, but I don't think it was very hard for him to play that part. Nah. <laughs> he physically, without opening his mouth, without providing any extra characteristics or... D- None of it. Just the way he looks was perfect. I dug it, and and, and I hope we get to see more. Before I kind of ask you a little bit uh, Mm -hmm. about what you're doing before we exit, any final thoughts on Glow? I think we covered a lot. We did cover a lot. I think we covered just about every character that needed to be covered and uh, every awkward situation that happened, all the crappiness, all the amazing. Uh, Yeah, all, all I can say is that this show's the shit and that everybody needs to watch it. I completely agree. Just like the the rest of this uh, episode, I, I I feel it would be futile to follow Mia. So I'm just going to kind of transition into two weeks. Oh, no, last week on mm-hmm. BitFaced, we put up your music video. I see it's already gotten like 30,000 views. <laughs> so while I have you here, uh-huh. and since even though we live in the same town, it's, it's hard for us to get together it on is. the mic. So I'm going to take advantage of at least... Will you tell me a little bit about the video? Since our our viewers have seen the or our listeners have seen the video, they have. Oh, it went up on Bitface on Thursday or Friday of last oh week. Oh my! God. The second I saw it, I was like, okay, we need to uh, we need to we need to put this up and and, and let everyone see it because you've talked about a lot of your projects mm-hmm. on the show. This mm-hmm. was a project I could show everybody, so I hope you don't mind. No, not at all. Oh my goodness. Um, so the as far as I know, the ads on Facebook still aren't working which means that those 30K views came from us. They didn't come from ads, which is even more beautiful for for um, the guys. So Catch Your Breath is, is the band. Um, they're amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm friends with all of them on Facebook. Really super sweet, really great guys. Um, the actor that worked alongside me, David, uh, is he's great at looking like a total douche but that man is one of the sweetest men i have ever met in my entire life he is so kind and and just he's a very lovable person um so the seven of us uh just our the people who believe in us are the ones who have shared it and viewed it and um that means the world to us to know that the people in our lives love and care about and believe in our dreams so much that they're willing to help us promote uh, the video. I can't believe you didn't see what I wrote about you. I, I, I actually wrote an inside joke between us, like completely. I was like, "This will be good." When uh-huh. everyone else looks at it, they'll be like, "Oh, that's oh, that's very nice to say." But when she reads it, she'll be like, "What an asshole." <laughs> No, no, I gotta go. I think I saw that people shared it, and I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that I saw that they shared it. And so I'm like loving their share, but I didn't. You don't have to explain anything to me. Um, <laughs> but when, now when I you, need to. <laughs> when, when you do, when you do see it, though, you'll be like, "Oh, Eric is such a dick." I'm gonna send you a, a message, and it's gonna be asterisk punch asterisk, and that's all I'm gonna put. <laughs> but I, I'm really glad though that um, that people are getting to see this. That's mm-hmm. a lot of people that get exposure to you. Um, 
I understand also you're doing something with your cosplay now that we probably need to yes. talk about. Yes. Uh, I want to go back to the video for a second. Oh, I'm not leaving the video Okay, at good. All. Yeah, please. Um, so that was... Fi- that video was filmed in one day. And it was in one place. Um, we did uh, the scenes with all of the dudes playing their instrument... Um, oh, you want this gone? Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Yeah, because I mean, oh. we, we don't technically need it anymore. Um, so all the guys got to play their instruments. and it, So I didn't hear the song beforehand. I know Teddy, who is the friend that I met first. He's, he's the guy that I knew. He's the lyricist, and he's one of the guitarists. Um, I met him through a mutual friend of ours, Gabby, who is one of the sweetest, kindest, most lovable, beautiful people. I just love her so much. Um, we met because uh, she need she works for Anime Bento, which is a subscription box. And he and I volunteered for IkiCon uh, at the beginning of the year in Austin. And we met, and she was actually supposed to be the lead in the music video. She was getting married. So she was going to be gone that week. And so he asked me, and uh, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Um, and Teddy was on it. He was on top of it. Like he had the entire layout of, of how he wanted the scenes to look, how he wanted them filmed, what direction they were going to take. And I was like, I have never seen someone so detailed in how they, they the, he had a vision that he really wanted to make happen. And um, I think... The vision alone is what pulled everybody in together. So to say, that's how he shot it in a day. You know that, right? Because oh, yeah. he was that organized mm-hmm. and that professional about it. And obviously, you're not going to get that organized if you don't have a passion nope. for the project. I can't believe he shot that in a day because I've watched it like, well, I watched it with you mm-hmm. and I watched it a couple times now that it's uh, it's out in the world. And uh, it's very well done. Not only your performance, but the video itself. Uh, you guys should be very proud of it. Thank you. We are. Thank you. We are very proud of ourselves. And you know what? I'm really, really sad because I cannot remember the name of uh, director of photography. I cannot remember his name. He, that man was amazing. He, if we're is not he the, on Facebook? I'll give him is, a shout on this episode. He is on Facebook. Um, I will... Let me write that down. I will di- direct him to you. I'll, I'll find his name and stuff. DPs don't get enough love on the, they, on the they set. They don't, and they should. And he he's absolutely phenomenal. Um, he was absolutely great to us. Very patient. Um, but David and David and I, the my uh, abusive dude in the video, <laughs> we, but super nice in real life. Oh, super, very, very sweet. There was so many people. Actually, this is a side note. There were so many people who were like, you know, seeing you in this role was really hard, um, and we were getting pissed at this guy. But then we saw that you stabbed him, so it was okay. And I was like, poor David. Oh my god! Like I feel so bad because David is super sweet, um, but. He did so great just looking angry and and malicious and like he he was having seriously bad intentions geared towards me uh, and towards my character and um uh he and I met up a couple of times before the before the video was shot and I think that helped us as actors because when <laughs> Um, because when we got in there, uh, we had an idea of what we wanted to do, how we wanted to interact with each other. Um, because while there are a lot of scenes that are on me, we wanted to make sure that the scenes that we were together were poignant, um, that came, that came across very strong. Um, so when it came to that slap scene, I was the one who brought it up and I insisted on a real slap. And I was like, we could shoot this scene to make it look great without the slap. And I was like, but I want for the audience to feel it. Just like I'm definitely going to be feeling it. Um, I remember that's the first thing you told me when we were yeah. watching it. You're like, what? This is real right here. This, this, this is right here. This is right here. This is real. Um, and he, everyone was nervous. And then everyone got excited. Because they could see that this was important to me. Um that I wanted for for the for when this scene came up in the video, I wanted for people to be like, "Oh shit, that's what I wanted," 
And uh, when I insisted on it, everyone was like, okay, sure. But we pra- we practiced over and over and over. that day that we went from super early in the morning to super late at night. And when we were practicing for that scene, we went over and over and over and over and we only shot it once. So I only needed to get slapped that one time. And um, you've recovered quite well. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. David did as soon as we were done he was like get over here and I was crying like I was I told him I was like I'm gonna cry because I don't get hit ever <laughs> and I was like the last time I ever got slapped in the face it was over 15 years ago like it's been a long time so I'm gonna cry and I'm gonna need for you to console me and he was he was ready as soon as we were done he was ready and he hugged me for a while and when I was over it done and we kept going with the rest of our scenes until we finished it and um it was it was great every time that i watch the video because sometimes i'll go and review it um i get more and more impressed with the way it was shot with david with teddy with with the other guys um let's see brian josh joe and tony oh i got their names yeah i love you guys um I get more and more impressed because uh, it it was hard work, but we it didn't feel like hard work, and I think that's the best part. Well, you guys definitely, if you haven't seen it already, and I know most of you have, go watch it again. It's not going to hurt. Give uh give Mia some love, and she's been on the podcast tons of times, and you haven't been able to see her, and you haven't <laughs> been able to see anything that she's doing. This is your chance to to watch something that Mia's doing really quick because we are at rap cosplay. Mm-hmm. I know you just started oh, a Patreon. Oh, yes. Yeah, I did start a okay. Patreon. And it's uh, under Lorelai Cosplay. And uh, normally Lorelai is spelled the German way, but I don't spell it like that. I spell it L-O-R-A-L-I-E Cosplay. Um, so I have a couple of things coming up. I'll be, I'll be cosplaying at Colorado Springs Comic Con and uh, at Tacticon and Rocky Mountain Con. Those are the two cons coming up that I will be cosplaying at. Um, I have my cosplays decided for Colorado Springs Comic Con, and those are Faye Valentine from Cowboy Bebop. Yay! Um, yeah, so many people were all about that. X-23 and um, Snow, Bunny, Snow Bunny Nidalee. So, I didn't know you were doing Faye, and you know... Um, how much I don't like anime, but you yes. know Bebop is my Be- it, favorite Bebop's thing. In yeah, the- oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I can't wait to see your uh, Faye. Ironically, all those cons you mentioned are also cons where you can see us at BitFace. Uh, Yay! We'll be at Colorado Springs Comic Con Saturday only. Saturday only? Okay. Saturday only. We I'll will make sure at- that's Faye Day. You know what? It's been decided. You guys heard it here first. Faye Valentine will be my cosplay on Saturday. Well, fantastic. Thank Just you. Thank you, you so much. And the reason we're not going to be at Colorado Springs Comic Con on Sunday is is it is Kapow Comics' one-year anniversary, and they've asked us to come down and and record a little bit there. And there's no way that I'm turning the people that got us our start. Yeah, no. When Kapow asked me for anything, I I show up. In fact, I swept the floor after trivia one night. You know what? Because that's how much I love those Oh, my goodness. Look at you. And then Tacticon is October? It is the end of September. End of September. Yes. Good. That's even uh, even better. And I'm pretty sure we will be there all all weekend. I hope so. Uh, we have to still get that worked out, but we love those guys too. So. Yeah. Um, check out. We will put links to everything uh, everything Mia related as always on our page at Bedface. Mia, thank you so much. We talked about doing this episode what three weeks ago. And we, we finally. Did. <laughs> And you would think it would be easier that we live down the street from each other to get together no. now. It's, it's not. It, no, not at all. And that's and that's because, you know, you've got music videos with, with thousands of hits <laughs> and uh, I'm doing this stupid crap. But uh, anyway, it's, it's, amazing. it's a pleasure to have you on. And, and BitFacers, fear not. Media-wise, things have freed up a little bit with Mia, so she might be back on the show a little bit more with yes. us here. Definitely. I love you guys. She, she, she was hanging with this other crew. They're, they're pretty cool, but they're not BitFace cool. <laughs> and there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, talking about Glow tonight, and, and again, I don't think it's going to get any better than that speech you guys listened to about empowerment and how Mia felt when she watched the show. Go back and play that again. My guest tonight in the Bit Cave, Mia St. Clair. I am Eric G. Hollis, and we are Machu Picchu. <laughs>